Before reading our sermon text this morning, please join me in prayer. Gracious God, we come before you with a simple request that you would show us the way before us and show it to us clearly. May the light of your word inform our judgment, our decisions, and our choices in the week ahead. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, a little uh, quick background before reading the scripture. This is the second letter of Peter. And most everybody knows something about Peter. Peter really is a standout among the twelve. Peter met Jesus through Peter's brother, Andrew, and as soon as they had met, Jesus returned the favor by asking them to leave their family fishing business and follow him, which they did. When the Holy Spirit gave life, literally breathed life into the church, it was Peter that preached its first official sermon. Peter is someone that many of us can identify with because Peter is a bundle of contradictions. Peter is impulsive and he's hesitant. Peter is courageous and he's cowardly. But Peter knows and he knows personally the power of reminders. Peter knows how it felt to hear the cock throw, crow three times and be reminded that Jesus said, when the rooster crows three times, you will have betrayed me. We all need reminders of good things and sometimes not so good things. And the farther we get from an event, the greater our need for reminders. Now, Easter was just last Sunday, and in some ways, it seems like it was a long time ago. When you went back to work or maybe to school, there were probably many of the same old familiar problems. When you got back to your neighborhood, it was probably the same un, uh, inconsiderate neighbors letting their dog poop in your yard. But then there was Easter, and we need Easter reminders because those reminders bring the good things that we've experienced in the past right into the present. Reminders change things. They don't make them go away, but they put them in an entirely different perspective. So please hear God's word where Peter is talking about the importance of reminders. So I will always remind you of these things even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it's right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I'll make every effort to see that after my departure you will always be able to remember these things. We didn't follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. 
For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the, the voice spoke to him from the majestic glory saying, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. And we have the word of the prophets made more certain, and you'll do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. You know, when pastors over 35 talk about preaching from their notebooks, this is probably what they mean. The, um, the film... The little video clip that we just saw brought back lots of reminders for me. Easter has always been one of the favorite times of the year. And my good memories of Easter go back to a time when I was four or five years old. And the church that I worshiped in with my family had a practice that I think was pretty gutsy because they had the Easter egg hunt before the worship service on Sunday morning. <laughs> so I remember that Easter egg hunt and all the different things that were connected to it and there were lots of them. Now those memories and those recollections and those reminders were triggered last week when I saw all the kids taken off across the the playground looking for eggs and as I begin to unpack my memories I found that a lot of things were interrelated one of the things was that on that particular Sunday is only that Sunday but on that particular Sunday there was kind of a grace period where the kids could actually climb into the hedges around the church now, any other day of the year, the hedges were totally off limits, but as long as you were hunting for eggs, you were okay. You could climb into the hedges. All of the pressing and the washing and the ironing and the hair brushing that our parents did to get us ready for church in our clean, shiny little outfits um, didn't really matter when the egg hunt started. And so there was this extra measure of grace that was given to kids for that one day if you got grass stains and mud on your nice, clean, often new outfit. And there were lots of other things that had to do with that particular day. They were probably there a lot, but they just stood out more on that day. I remember the particular place that we sat in. Yeah, we did have our particular place in the the church but there were two sisters looking back initially I thought they were very elderly but I was about four or five years old so that probably meant they were in their late 20s um, but there were two sisters that would regularly show up they'd sit near us 
and they wore a particular kind of perfume that smelled to my imagination like some sort of an exotic South American jungle flower. And I just knew that there was something wonderful that could be made from that. And on Easter, they saw fit to give themselves an extra splash. <laughs> so there was that nice, fresh flower smell. But in that sanctuary, which was always clean and reverently appointed, there was also the smell of incense and beeswax candles. And even today, if I had to put a name on what holiness smells like, it would be that. When I remember all those little things, I'm reminded that our faith is totally about the things and the people that God puts in our way, and not about us at all. I'm reminded that Easter is why we worship. It's why we serve, it's why we give, it's why we baptize, it's why we observe communion. It's why we open our time of communion with the words, do this in remembrance of me. Reminders bring the good things that we've experienced in the past right into the present. Reminders Help us turn believing into doing. Pastor and writer Henry Nowen says that our vocation, yours and mine, in this life is to be living reminders of Jesus Christ to those around us. He writes, to remember is not simply to look at past events. More importantly, it's to bring these events into the present and celebrate them in the here and now. He goes on, when everything is dark, when we're surrounded by despairing voices, when we don't see any exits, then we can find salvation in a remembered love, a love which is not simply a wistful recollection of a bygone past, but a living force which sustains us in the present. From time to time, God puts living reminders in our path. And whenever that happens, they make continuing, lasting impressions on us. Sometimes for me, those living reminders have occurred around the communion table. A few years ago, I was doing mission work full time, and that meant that sometimes I didn't have regular church responsibilities and I could worship wherever I wanted. So one Sunday I happened to join a, a group that was worshiping and their tradition meant that everybody at communion came forward to the edge of the chancel and received communion there. And so I noted at communion time that there was a young man in his early 20s who was wheelchair bound and I learned later that he had been in an accident, he had broken his neck, and he had very limited use of his limbs. He could move his arms just a little bit with help. And as it came time for communion, two of his friends went forward with him to the chancel rail, and they helped him extend his arms 
to receive the elements. And at the very moment that he extended his arms to receive the elements, the choir began to sing one part of the anthem that went, and I will raise him up, and I will raise him up on the last day. To me, that was a beautiful reminder, a living reminder of God's presence and God's hope in some very difficult circumstances. We do this today in remembrance of him because we all need reminders.